There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Yes, yes. Welcome in to another edition of the Tim McKernan Show on the Inside STL Podcast Network from thehomeloanexpert.com studios. Timothy Michael McKernan at Prod Joe and G-Unit with you here on the program. G-Unit is in the thehomeloanexpert.com studios. What up, Unit? G-Unit in the house. Not as confident this week. <laughs> We're going to touch on that immediately. Uh, and then at Prod Joe is on the Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies phone line where he will occasionally drop throughout the course of his uh, call, but we'll, get, we'll grind through it. Mark Hanna online at evergreenstl.com. Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies. Uh, Producer Joe, how are you, sir? Uh, you are right. I am evergreen as the only person with a winning record in this competition. Oh, so you're, you're running your mouth about your 10-8 and 8 record, but factually the statement is correct. Uh, you are ten and eight through three weeks. I am eight and nine through three weeks because my lock was rained out in week one, and G Unit is eight and ten. Uh, it's not exactly a wide margin of victory, but there's nothing wrong with with running your mouth because I think we're about to attack G Unit, and then I think there's going to be a stealth attack coming from G Unit and Gangster Pete uh, after our attack. That's how that's how I'm handicapping it. For the record, on the locks of the week. Producer Joe is one and two. I am one and one, and G Unit is zero and three, and that's what really I, I want to start with this week. G Unit, when you said your lock, and you you were so bold as to say your double five star something or another lock was the Steelers and Chiefs under. I thought you were about to say the over. What the hell were you thinking? And then, then you said under, and I'm like, God, because that was going to be one of the games, and it was one of the games that I put a lot of. The only thing I really put money into over weekends is DraftKings teams. We have 150, 160 rosters each week, and that's all I really care about uh, because of the high ceiling there. And I and I kind of pumped the brakes to an extent, and I did put some Steelers defense on rosters based on just like, I wonder, I feel like G-Unit must know something for him to go so contrarian on a game that strikes me as obviously being a high-score game. And if I'm not mistaken, they scored 80 points. The over-under for the record was 52. So you just, it just clipped you <laughs> if it were only a halftime bet. What, what was the thought process, and how do you explain this to the audience who might have wanted to roll with you and now will be fading you? Well, yeah, that, that was a very, very bad bet, it turns out. That was tough to watch. You know, when you're losing a bet during a game, you're, you're always trying to figure out ways that you can win, and that was pretty <laughs> much right off the kickoff. It was trying to, to figure out how these offenses are going to stop each other, and it just never stopped. My information that I, that I had based the bet on was obviously correct. Uh, the, the angle that I chose was terribly off. So now, um, when you say the information was correct, what's the information that was correct? Well, that, that, I, I believe I believe the information was is Andy Reid is really good when he's got time to prepare, and he had all of preseason to prepare for Week One. And Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill went nuts. But now that the Steelers or now that the Chiefs are coming from San Diego and having to, or pardon me, L.A. and having to go across the country and playing in Pittsburgh, that Andy Reid doesn't have as much time to prepare for the Steelers. And so I like the under of this game. 
Uh, that's essentially right, Joe. But we we also had a, a a running back for Pittsburgh who isn't that bad, who is sitting out for for uh, the early portion of the season. So the offense on that end, I didn't feel would be clicking. But when they're coming from behind as they were the whole game, you got Big Ben airing it out, and no one in the NFL is going to stop uh, tons of points getting put on the board in that situation. But you're right. Yeah, that was think- pretty much my 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 thinking. It was a terrible bet. I understand it, and, and a lot of the times it's the over, and it's like, okay, well, if I kick a field goal here and recover the onside kick and then they score a touchdown and go for two, I'm going to hit the over. And the only way it, that game was going to go under is if Patrick Mahomes just decided to quit at halftime and say, I'm good, I'm not going to score any more points today. Like that, that game, it was great. Was it 21 nothing after the first quarter? Oh yeah, it was hard. well. They actually took back a touchdown, and I thought, well, maybe, just maybe, this is uh, they're going to try and fix this one for me. But th- that couldn't have been further from the truth. So, G Unit, you, yeah. uh, you, 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 you were not only you know it's one thing to get the <laughs> lock wrong, but you were so confident about it. It was your first, what you call it, double five star play of the year thing. Well, yeah, and may, to, I may be following it up with the triple. Oh, God. <laughs> this is going to become a weekly thing. I, I, hey, if you hit, you can throw it around. Yeah, no, I, I'm not going to be doing that for a while. This has been a pretty tough, tough week for Did me. Did you catch a lot of shit from people? Yeah. yeah. Did you? I think uh, maybe the only one having a worse week than me is this Supreme Court nominee. But, uh, oh, wow. You, you went political. <laughs> don't, get, don't get Producer Joe going on that. Uh, so, okay, so that that's your lock of the week issue. Producer Joe, to my surprise, as I sit here in the HomeLoanExpert.com studios, Ryan Kelly and his outstanding staff uh, are the people to call or go online to see when you want to buy a home or refinance online at the HomeLoanExpert.com. As I sit here in the studios with Gangster Pete and uh, G-Unit, it sounds like they question your lock of the week from last week. Uh, G-Unit, explain. And Joe, well, I- I'll explain I'll oh, so hold on a second. How do you how do you know what they're gonna? This is exactly what I suspected. I didn't know if Joe knew that he was breaking the rules, but it sounds like I don't like... know if I was or not because because here's the thing is that uh, I said that the total was at two and a half or three because the website that we were using offers multiple options for you if you're looking to bet totals, which is really nice. And so the total was two and a half minus one forty five or three. I think that may have been plus 105, something along those lines. After we recorded the second episode uh, that we've done, you had to run, and Gangster Pete and I were talking about the best way to look at money lines. And so if you were just going to bet a straight money line, which I did not do, to be honest, I bet a total that had a number that had a money line attached to it, which is different than just straight up betting, hey, Oklahoma's playing against Tennessee Martin, the money line's plus 900. Well, it'd be easy to bet the plus 900. We determined that we weren't going to take any money lines that were above minus 120. And so since I had a total number at two and a half, there is the total. It had a money line attached to it as well, much like if you're playing minus seven, minus 110, just typical juice. So I don't consider that to be against the rules. I still had the two and a half. But but that's only half the bet. I mean, one forty five minus one forty five mm. is the action if you, if you only bet over two and a half. But not a straight money line, nonetheless. It is still a spread in which I must cover, 
and then there is a money line attached to it, much like all of our bets. That so, we so did you know? Did you, did you know you were trying to thread this very questionable needle oh at the time you made God. the bet? No, this is I pretty not, shocking. When me. I was going back, when I was going back and filling out the spreadsheet that I share with you guys, I was looking at it and saw the one forty-five. Oh and shit! I'm cheating. <laughs> that no, I don't think that's cheating because we just we were talking about straight money lines when you and I were having the conversation that we were going to cap the money just a straight money line bet at or minus 120. I believe is the conversation that we had and that you could take any money line, you know, for the underdog because it just doesn't matter. It is fair that we we didn't take into account during that conversation these these soccer bets that split them two and a half and three. But it would... So what would you like the process to be going forward, G-Unit? And, of course, Commissioner Gangster Pete. I, I think uh, a fair way to do it moving forward would be if one of the players sees a loophole that they can uh, try and, and gain an advantage, they bring it to the other player's um, attention before we put the bet in. I think Joe was hoping the game wasn't a, a three-goal game, but, alas, it ended up being two to one. So it became an issue. Yeah. So at worst, it would have been a push for me um, at the three. And then I win at the two and a half. And like I said, when I was going through it and doing it last week, and now I'm going to look at and see what my lock of the week is this week. Oh, another so soccer it's, over, it's, G unit. It's another soccer over. <laughs> it, 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 it absolutely is. Uh, I just want to make sure that I'm not running into the problem. Um, I mean, you can make it a no play. It's not going to hurt my feelings. No, let's go. Um, I don't want to take a lock from you. I mean, you're going to need that uh, moving forward. So, Gangster, future, what do you say? Oh, huh, I like that. You kind of, that was kind of a little passive-aggressive shot right there I caught. <laughs> In the future, I think it should be minus 120. Across the board, okay. money lines or any, anything else. So check whatever nitwit soccer game that's kicking off at 6 in the morning and make sure that it's not a minus, minus 170 this week, Producer Joe, before you give your, before you give your locks. I uh, I just checked it and I'm sitting at minus one fifteen, so I am still safe. Uh, Gangster Pete, I'm sure will be ready to go when, when we hear uh, what that is. All right, let's let's get things underway. As it seems like G Unit and Producer Joe have worked out their differences, and uh, Producer Joe will not be slipping any breaking balls through the strike zone this week. So here we go. It is uh, the home game of uh, the the schedule at least that's what we thought going in and it appears to be now unless somehow Kentucky turns into a world beater I'm not sure that's going to happen Missouri and Georgia the unfortunate kickoff time of 11 o'clock Missouri's only one loss uh, uh, in the SEC kicking off at 11 o'clock in a conference game and that was in 2014 against Georgia Uh, that is at home for the record Uh, they are getting 14 and a half points I would have thought this number would have been much bigger. That is not how things played out. We all went three and three last week. So G unit, we then go kind of like a golf. Uh, if everybody gets the same score, whoever had honors on the tee gets it. So you have honors this week because you had the best week in week two. Missouri getting 14 and a half, 11 o'clock kickoff at Faroe Field on Saturday. G unit, your play. I'm going to take Missouri. Plus, wow and wow and wow. Plus 14 and a half. And that, I was going, uh, and by the way, I'm 0 and 3 on these Mizzou bets. Oh, so no. so you, you, I took a, a deep dive into the stats. 0 and 3 on the locks, 0 and 3 on Mizzou bets, but 66% on all other action. <laughs> so let's. let's uh, I like the spin. <laughs> so I, I wouldn't take this game if unless I had to, but I have to. So I'll say Mizzou. Plus 14 and a half. I really like Georgia when the line came out. Uh, but, you know, the most publicly bet 
team yeah. this week? Georgia. 85% is what I understand. 85%. So that right there is really the only reason why I'm, I'm going Mizzou. Uh, Vegas knows something because the line hasn't really changed much. It's been 14, 14 and a half. You could have a lot of people betting Georgia, but the money, which is what dictates the line... And I believe that I don't know if that money that uh, that information I think that information is available. I don't dig into it because, as I said, I don't wager, um, or if I do wager, it's immaterial amounts. But uh, you could have a large number of people betting Georgia, but the dollars could be on Missouri. That has happened. Joe, we, we do have that information because I talked about that one time with a game last year. I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would mean that would usually mean the sharps who yes. bet the big money right. uh, are are on Missouri. Sometimes they lay in wait, and it's fourteen and a half. And I really thought it would have been sixteen to seventeen. That's what I thought it would have been. You are on Missouri in the 14-and-a-half. For the record, we were all on Missouri minus 6-and-a-half last week and had Barry Odom run it in, although I agreed with that strategy. I know a lot of people are critical of it. I, you did not like that strategy where they, they kneeled on it and kicked the game-winning field goal? No, I just I, I, I never like that. I mean, he, he, well, What's your reason? I have no problem with you never liking it, but what's your reason? I think more can go, go wrong in a field goal, especially in college, than can if you just, just run Yeah, it I think it's case by case. The defense couldn't stop a soul, and so that's why I understood it. Now, if it were a, a 7-7 game or something, I would have been like, what in the hell are you doing, you know? But uh, It worked out. I mean, I, it, yeah, it but I, you know me, I'm not results-oriented. I mean, I, I, thought I liked right. it in the moment, and had they missed it, it's not like Missouri's had a storied field goal-kicking situation, so certainly a disaster was in play. Uh, but either way, it didn't cover. Had they run it in, we would have covered. Producer Joe, uh, this is this is going to be tough for you because if it's Georgia, Georgia Tech, Georgia State, if you somehow are betting the Baltimore Orioles, the, the, we know that you have affinity for those teams. Where are you on Georgia minus 14.5 in Columbia on Saturday? I said last week what my play was going to be, and it has not changed. I, uh, I look at giving up 500 and, what, 72 yards last week against Purdue's offense. Tough Purdue team, uh, though. <laughs> against in the air, just in the air. 572 in the air, uh, and that's without running or trying to, to cover Hardman all over the field. It will be another big day for Georgia. I have zero, zero reluctance at laying 14 and a half. Uh, I think the Bulldogs march into Columbia, uh, have their time with the Tigers, and are back in Athens by 6 o'clock because of the 11 o'clock kickoff. And uh, it, it, I don't think there's going to be a sweat. Um, and I, I think Missouri might be the second-best team in the SEC East that uh, I still don't think it's a sweat for Georgia. They've got one big regular season game, I think, to play, and that's going to be against Auburn. I, uh, uh, I, 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 I got to cut you off once you go three minutes on it. I, I, I'm, I'm going to go with Missouri. Uh, this is, again, anytime we're picking Missouri, I'm not really – I'm taking Missouri based on this thought process, which was the th- same thought process that has actually worked for me, and it's this attempt to psychoanalyze. I did it last week with the Dolphins and Jets, and it worked. I did it with uh, Notre Dame and Ball State. It's the coming off uh, one thing that then moves a perception for the public one way but doesn't necessarily move the perception of the team the way. And so what I am saying is this. For as bad as Missouri looked defensively, there were some things over the course of that game that were either outliers, bizarre plays, is what I mean by outliers, like the ball bouncing around like the Auburn-Georgia game in 2013 that was a huge reception, uh, some pass interference calls that were either made or weren't made that went against them. Um, and I just, I'm, and then also psychologically, I don't think they think they're that bad. I think they think that they just wanted to avenge the loss last year and then start that Georgia game 
3-0. and In their mind, it was a mission accomplished, whereas fans are going, oh, my God, they're going to lose by 50. Plus, I think that both teams are going to score so many points that I think Missouri will be able to put up four touchdowns, and I don't know if Georgia's going to go above six touchdowns. I like the chance of it, of it potentially being a higher score than that, Missouri staying within shouting distance. This could be 2013 SEC championship kind of stuff again. Uh, with that Auburn game at the Georgia Dome. So I'm going to go with Missouri and take the 14.5 points. I would love it if somehow they could actually win the game. I'm surprised, Joe, by the way, that Missouri's only plus 450 on the money line. Does that surprise you? No. I uh, I mean, what's Georgia sitting at money line? Minus one. You have that up, uh, Gangster Pete? What the... I don't have it up. No, I know you wouldn't. Gangster Pete might. Oh. Do you have a Gangster Pete? Yeah, Minus 600? Yeah, that would probably be about right mathematically. Uh, oh yeah, I'm way off. That's just I was a guess. At, it's I, minus six eighty. Yeah, I would I would guess it would mm-hmm. be in the six range just based on Missouri being a plus four fifty. Is there's Missouri still plus four fifty? Four forty. Four forty. Well, from some money on the Tigers straight up. I just thought that would be higher. But in part of that, by the way, is not based on anybody's play. It's based on perception around here. The perception had and I said this because it became a big discussion on the show this week uh, regarding Missouri attendance. Had this game been in a six or seven o'clock kickoff or two thirty kickoff, and had Missouri beaten Purdue forty to ten, there would be a hell of a lot more buzz for this game in Missouri than there is right now. But I think for a lot of Missouri fans, the expectation is they are going to get slaughtered, and fans don't want to get up at six or seven in the morning to drive down there and see them lose fifty to ten. I'm hopeful that Missouri can hang with them, and maybe the defense from being schooled last week there is some attention to detail that wouldn't have been paid defensively had they won 40-10. to 10. That is the thought process. I'm not sitting here saying I know anything. I wouldn't recommend betting with me by any means. I am simply guessing and giving you my thought process on, on why I would take Missouri and the 14.5 points. All right, with that all said, and I did take Wyoming in week two, so it's not like I'm just picking Missouri every week. All right, with that all said, G-Unit, your four games where you note you're terrible with Missouri, and you're terrible with your locks, i.e. winless, but you are 66% against the spread on these four games in the first three weeks. Sir, the floor is yours. Number one, we're going to go with the Zips out of Akron. Akron. Who are they playing? Uh, plus 19 at Iowa State. Uh, the Zips are 2-0, and Iowa State 0-2. Obviously, those records don't really uh, show the whole story here. Iowa State lost to a, a, a— But Akron beat Northwestern. That's right. On the road. Team that beat Purdue. Purdue lost to Eastern Michigan, a team that lost to Buffalo, to put things in perspective. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And, and, uh, yeah, that's exactly exactly right. And Iowa State, they played Oklahoma pretty pretty well at home. Their two two losses are 10 points each, uh, Oklahoma and and Iowa. So they've had some pretty pretty good competition. But I I like Akron just to cover this number. 19 is a lot of points. And I expect a small letdown from Iowa State um, after pretty much their entire fan base got up so big for uh, Oklahoma last week. So Akron plus 19. Akron plus 19. All right, what else we got? Uh, Wake Forest plus 7.5. I bet Producer Joe might have been on that. I could see Producer Joe being maybe on that one. On the Irish side? No, on Wake Forest. Oh, nice. Well, I, I, I'm just going to keep going against uh, the Irish until until they... Until you see them finally be uh, properly lined. What's the uh, numbers? Uh, plus seven and a half. Wake Forest is getting seven and a half. At home. At home. And Irish are out. Unless, we, gangster, you got you got something here? 
Nope, seven and a half is right. Yeah, I'd like it to. I'd like it to be uh, to be eight because who knows what the Irish is gonna gonna do. I don't expect them to win by more than a touchdown. They may lose. They're overrated, uh, as they usually are. But uh, this year, um, I, I think they're especially overrated. The unit is also anti-Irish, just like the gentleman on the phone lines, and I am noting it. I'm appalled by the conduct. <laughs> All right, number three, uh, Baylor, minus seven and a half, versus Kansas. Uh, KU's riding it pretty high after their their huge <laughs> win last week uh, against Rutgers. You know that win was it, it isn't what it seems. Rutgers just just put the ball on on the the carpet all day long. A lot of unforced errors, and uh, I just I I can't see Kansas putting up many points. Well, yeah, you know, I take that back. They may put up a lot of points, but Baylor's going to put up a ton. They're they're going to cover this spread, I think, pretty easily. Maybe a 48 to 21 game. Baylor minus seven and a half. And number four? Yes, sir. Uh, the Chargers and Rams. Oh, you're going NFL again. This is kind of your bailiwick. Yeah, I I, I, I was going to say the over in this game, but you know what? Looking back at what's going on, the Rams' defense is, is really good. And a buddy of mine pointed out earlier this week that there may still be some value in these Rams' lines before Vegas catches up with, with how good they actually are. I mean, they've dominated their two first opponents. Yeah, but I mean, and I get, I get that, and I think there's something to be said for it. Uh, but who they've played is something to be, you know, Derek Carr was horrible, and I think I think even people on the Rams, uh, and we know they're so trustworthy, if you were to get them on a lie detector, would say, yeah, we were the beneficiaries in that Monday night game of Carr just, I don't know what went on there. Uh, and then I that think was a lock, too, by the way, that, that, that I you were on the Raiders yeah, plus right. four. Yes. And then <laughs> producer Joe's favorite quarterback in the NFL is Sam Bradford. And he somehow is still playing and doing magical things with the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, and uh, that's the that's who they faced last week. So I statistically, you're right. Contextualizing it, I do wonder about how good that defense is. The Chargers offense and those wide receivers and Melvin Gordon will be a real test for them. So where are you going here? No question. Point? Well, I'm taking the Rams minus seven. All right. I, I didn't take the the over just because it, uh, of the Rams defense, but the Chargers, just to put things in perspective when you're talking about the, the defenses, they gave up 20 points to the Bills, who had a player retire at halftime. That happens to so the best bad. of them. You, you'll see that every week. <laughs> Is that number right? I thought that was like a seven and a half number, Gangster Pete. Gangster we got Pete. seven. Got, yeah. All right, that would change. Look, I need to check these yeah. two because I think there's collusion with Gangster Pete and G Unit. So there's no trust in this. G Unit thinks Joe is <laughs> is making up soccer lines. I think G Unit and Gangster Pete are working together on the lines. And then uh, producer Joe, I don't know what you don't like. I know you don't like Iggy. Actually, that's that's what I know you don't like. So all right, so there you are. All right, so Akron plus 19 at Iowa State. Notre Dame at Wake Forest. You've got Wake Forest plus 7.5. The Demon Deacons. Baylor minus 7.5. I really like that play. I'll go on the record on that one. And the Rams minus 7 against the Chargers. I just stay away from the NFL unless I see something where I feel like. And this could be one, actually, where I'd be like, everybody Rams. And this could be the correction, where, as we see happen so often in the NFL. And I certainly will be pulling for the Chargers just in general, whether you pick them against them or not. So there it is. That's G-Unit's plays for the week. And he does note he is 66% in those four plays. Now, he's 0% in everything else, but 66% in those. <laughs> Producer Joe, what do you have? You have uh, your next. I, uh, I'm going to start out with a team that I wagered on Friday night last week against Memphis. I will go back down that path. Western Michigan at Georgia State. Georgia State allergic to defense. The over 63 in that game. Gangster uh, Pete, if you could check on that one, please. 
I got 63. All right, there it is. Well, you were you already had the Georgia State game up. You've already picked up producer Joe's trends to know which games he's betting. Well, no. My fingers are fat. 63 <laughs> minus 150. <laughs> oh, gee, unit. No, it, I mean, the Georgia State game is usually one of the first games on the board each and every week. Next up, I, uh, I'm going to go to Tuscaloosa, where Jimbo Fisher coming back to play against Alabama. I'm going to take Texas A&M plus 26 against Bama in this game. I saw that Only number at 25 and a half. I'm looking for the uh... – I got 26. Oh, wow. All right. Joe's ethics will, uh... have really taken a turn. <laughs> He's on his game tonight. <laughs> that uh... – that only a two-point loss against Clemson, the only blemish so far for the Aggies this season, and uh, I, I will roll the dice and say they can keep it within a three go- or three touchdowns and a field goal in this game. Next up, another team that is allergic to defense: the Red Raiders from uh, Waco, Texas. Not Waco, pardon me. Love, love it, Texas, Texas, baby. Love Texas it. A and M. Texas A and M or Texas Tech and Oklahoma State. I'm going to go over the 77 and a half in that game. Oklahoma State has no problem putting up points, and obviously Texas Tech has a whole lot of problems stopping teams from scoring. Over and 70, they, is that what it is? Over 70 and a half? 77 and a half. 77. 77. 77. And a half. I was about to say yep, 70 and a half. 77 and a half. Okay. And then, then finally, I am uh, expecting a bounce-back week from the Badgers in Wisconsin. They go on the road to take on the Iowa Hawkeyes. A really bad loss last week against BYU and uh, week number two, Wisconsin didn't look all that good either. I think that's a team that's going to slowly build, although the Big Ten may not do them any favors outside of Ohio State. I will lay the three points with Wisconsin on the road against the Hawkeyes. All right, there it is. Producer Joe is officially in, and his four plays are the Western Michigan-Georgia State over <laughs> of 63. He's taking Texas A&M plus 26 at Roll Tide Roll. The over on Texas Tech and Oklahoma State of 77.5 and Wisconsin minus three at Iowa, a Saturday night game in Iowa City. Producer Joe, three of the four or two of the four games, I guess, you're playing are two of the four games I'm playing, but we're playing different angles. Uh, Let me start with uh, Alabama and Texas A&M. I am on Alabama minus 26. I think we may be witnessing, and it's so lovely that Missouri gets to travel there in three weeks to experience it. I think we may be witnessing one of the greatest college football teams of our lifetime in Alabama. A lot of attention, understandably, on what's going on with their offense. I mean, they could have, I think, if you guys were watching it, you might have been watching the Missouri-Purdue game. I also had Alabama, and because I was up here at Kirkwood Brewhouse watching it, Alabama-Ole Miss. If they wanted to, they could have hung 100. If they wanted to, they could have hung 100 on Ole Miss. Uh, they're known over the last decade with Saban for that defense. Now they have an offense. If they played two all the time, I think they would would not do this thing where they get Jalen Hurts in there. I think they could put up 100 when they want to. I realize A&M kept it close against Clemson. I kind of wonder about Clemson, but they do this in September where they have some near-death experiences, and then they seem to right the ship as the season progresses. So I don't know how much value to put on that. But I think Alabama combined with, by the way, the defense is still damn good. It's not like the defense is bad. They're just they're just pummeling teams. I, I, I worry about players on Missouri in three weeks. I worry about their health. Uh, I'm taking Alabama minus 26. You're on Wisconsin and Iowa as well, Producer Joe. I'm on Wisconsin and Iowa, but I'm on the under of 43 and a half. I'm going under 43 and a half. You like that one, G-Unit. I got a point, I noticed. Yeah, no, I I didn't think about it until you just said that game, and then I thought, 
Under's a possibility. Yeah, I didn't even like know a what the line was. 17 to 10 type of operation yeah, yeah. when those uh, two get together. Uh, although I do agree with Joe on the bounce back element for Wisconsin. Wisconsin now, if they because they were a team getting talked about for the college football playoff, and if they're going to be there, then now they're not only going to have to win, they're going to have to beat the hell out of teams so they wouldn't take their foot off the gas pedal. Uh, so I'm on Alabama minus 26, the Wisconsin-Iowa under of 43.5. Is that number still accurate, Pete? Because I looked yep. these up last and night. Okay, And then uh, also Ohio State minus 37 against Tulane. Urban Meyer's first game back. Ohio State enjoys just putting up monster amounts of points. I would imagine they'll be in the 60s. The only risk is, does Tulane get into the 30s? Uh, so I'm going Ohio State minus 37. And I'm also going, and this is one I really like, uh, and I'm kind of confused by it as producer Joe is accosted by the law. Uh, this would be a moment where a seasoned producer would lower Joe's mic. My but, uh, are on fire. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I, I'm going with Indiana plus four against Michigan State. I think Indiana might not be bad. Uh, and Michigan State is a team that's lucky to have won some of the games it's won. Uh, so I'm going with Indiana plus four. It's a night game in Bloomington. I imagine that could wind up being a pony, and I think Indiana's going to win that thing straight up. So I'm going to go with Indiana and take the four points in addition. So Ohio State minus 37, Indiana plus four, Alabama minus 26. Wait, wait, wait. And Wisconsin-Iowa under 43.5. We have a line change that just came in. This is in your favor. So you Ooh, can sweet. Stop four and a half? Illusion talk. Five and a half. <laughs> Holy crap. What's five and a half? Indiana plus five and a half. What that? Something must have happened in the last twelve hours since I looked at this. Yeah, I stuff. like that, but that, that kind of reeks of the the Purdue Mizzou game last weekend. Trap, the same situation. Trap yeah. that it looks yeah. so good. Crap. All right, well that's where I am, and now I'm getting five and a half. All right, G Unit. This I know this is probably more important for you than anybody. I know what it's like to keep going on with the locks and being so bad because that's where I was in 2017, and it, it's gut wrenching. Now you're probably betting them as well. Joe, could you get? Could you remove yourself from the cyclone? Is there any way to remove yourself from the cyclone? Ah, G unit. Oh, wow. It looks like Gangster Pete just did it on his own. Thank you, sir. Uh, no, I, I oh, hit the mute button. Muted. Oh, you hit the mute button. No, I thought, forget it. G I thought Gangster I lost Pete. everybody. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, being 0-3 in locks is rough. Coming off of a lock that you were so passionately proud of and confident in and then to see it score 80 points as if it were like a Texas Tech game I know it has to smart I know because I know some of the people who were contacting you to give you shit you you took a lot of shit for this so I know you're trying to ratchet it up for this week I can't wait to hear what you have what is your lock of the week as you sit at 0-3 in your locks Carolina minus three at home Against the Cincinnati Bengals. Wow. Now, wow, yes. Yeah, so wow. my locks are on average 23 points off the line. Right. A total of 69 points over three games. It's tough to do. Very tough to do. Uh, I don't think you could do that on purpose if, <laughs> if you try. So we're going to look to, to uh, get that number back a little bit uh, to where it should be. Uh, Carolina, I think, is a different team at home. Cincinnati, I don't really know who they are yet. So... This is kind of the furthest thing from a well, lock. Well, without Joe Mixon, we know that. They don't know if they're going to have Giovanni Bernard. It, and and I think they are going to, They would need them because I, this is going to be a, uh, in the trenches type of game. I, I think Carolina now has found itself in the toughest division in football with, with Tampa Bay doing what they're doing and always Atlanta and New Orleans. So if they want to be competitive, which I think they will be, they, they need to win this game. This is, this is a, a, a must win this early on in the schedule with their very difficult uh, division schedule. So... Uh, home game, 
my scare would be it could be really close, and then you know you get them punch it in and win by two. But mm-hmm. I'll still make it a lock. What what do I have to lose? I'll make it a lock. <laughs> that's the, that's the <laughs> approach. Uh, Panthers minus three against the Bengals. It is something to note that G Unit on of his three opportunities to bet NFL or uh, college football with his locks, he has gone. All NFL. He went Raiders plus four against the Rams in week two when the NFL was in play. No NFL in play in week one. Chiefs, Pittsburgh, Steelers uh, under last week, and now he's going Panthers minus three. The Bengals, you could have given me 30 guesses, and I would not have guessed that as your lock. I'm not saying I disagree with it. I'm just surprised when you think lock, you think Panthers and Bengals. Uh, Producer Joe, where are you? Uh, we are going to go back to the soccer uh, soccer field, Tim. And this is—it's very uh, important right now that Gangster Pete is monitoring. This. I have them up already. <laughs> you should. Uh, there is a mid-morning start on Saturday. Manchester United back at Old Trafford for the first time in three games, taking on Wolves. Uh, they played Young Boys yesterday, Tim. I hope you got that action in. Um, that uh, we are going to go over the two and a half for Manchester United and Wolves. That is a minus one fifteen number. So it is all within the scope of, of being legal in this competition. Over two and a half Manchester United against Wolves, a newly promoted team that have had a very good start to the season. They beat Leicester and uh, also drew against Manchester City. But Manchester United are going to have to pick up some goal differential as the season goes on to make sure that uh, that does not come into play. And against the newly promoted teams, that is where you pick up that action. So over two and a half goals in that uh, mid-morning game. That will end before your college football betting starts. So you may as well uh, kind of pad your uh, purse a little bit early. Gangster Pete, can you confirm what producer Joe is saying? If the Wolverhampton Wanderers are the Wolves, <laughs> it is correct. <laughs> that is uh, that is 100% correct. Wolverhampton Wanderers. Well, uh, the G-Unit uh, and uh, Gangster Pete are my insurance on producer Joe's ever-changing lines. Uh, I recommend that for your insurance, you go to James Carlton of carltoninsurance.net. That's 314-961-4800. James Carlton and his team uh, run one incredible business. And I've been saying to him, I said, your customer service is is making places that I've dealt with in the past look really bad. Uh, A couple days ago, my wife, uh, her uh, passenger tire blew out. She was driving around our, our son. And all hell was breaking loose, and James Carlton was on it quick, fast, and hurry, in addition with one of our other sponsors, Johnny Landoff Chevrolet. They took care of it. Uh, the Roadside Assistance Program at State Farm. 314-961-4800 online at carltoninsurance.net. If you enjoy the podcast, and, and I get a lot of emails. People do. Thank you. That's wonderful. The way that you can thank us is by making sure you do business with the sponsors. And James Carlton has been on board since we started this thing. We'll be celebrating our first anniversary here in a couple of weeks. Carltoninsurance.net, 314-961-4800. If your insurance costs a leg and an arm, call James Carlton State Farm. So producer Joe is on another soccer game, Manchester United and Wolves over two and a half. G unit also on his customary play of the NFL. Panthers minus three at home against the Bengals, against the Cincinnati Bengals. And I always go college football and I am going the over of Missouri and Georgia of 64 and a half. I feel like it's very obvious, which scares me, but I'm not going to try and... I think last year, Producer Joe, when I was an absolute disaster, it was embarrassing to do this fucking thing. Um, I would try and, like, zig and zag, which you need to do in DraftKings and FanDuel, but on this stuff, if it seems obvious, especially in college, oftentimes it is... Uh, it's not all the time. In this one, I was going to be questioning what this would, would, would wind up being because it was supposed to rain all weekend 
And now it's it's looking like a pretty good day weatherwise in Columbia. Twenty percent precipitation at this point. Uh, so I I see this thing uh, being a high scoring game. I don't think Georgia necessarily stops Missouri. I think they're going to all be throwing all over the place. And I don't think this is going to be a sweat. Uh, kind of like uh, the overs that I was on last week with Boise State, Oklahoma State. Although that didn't, that wasn't a monster cover in Ohio State, TCU. Like the Chiefs, uh, Steelers. That was over. not a sweat if you had the over. <laughs> and if you had the under, I guess you probably weren't sweating it much either. So I'm on Missouri and Georgia. Producer Joe, any thoughts on the Missouri-Georgia over? Uh, for my sake and going with Georgia while you're going with Missouri and so is uh, G-Unit, uh, I hope you lose your lock. Yep. But uh, I don't... Uh, I don't disagree with it. I mean, uh, 40 to uh, – well, if you get 40, that math doesn't work. George is going to have to put up seven touchdowns, and then I'll feel all right about it. Yeah, I'd be surprised. I mean, listen, I'd love it if they didn't. I mean, it would be the greatest thing ever. Here's what what I think would happen, by the way. And I know, Joe, you might not remember it. Maybe you would. G-Unit, you would. You're a Missouri guy. 2010, Missouri beats number one Oklahoma. Oklahoma. College football game day there. It's a thrilling game. The opening kickoff for a touchdown is one of the most electric things I've seen in person in sports, uh, considering the anticipation, and then that happens on the opening kickoff. They win, and now I think Missouri got into the top five. They were undefeated, and what happens? They go play Nebraska the next week and just shit the bed, and I could see that happening where somehow they beat Georgia and then wind up uh, playing South Carolina two weeks later in Columbia because they're off the following week and uh, and then losing to the Gamecocks, whereas otherwise the most likely scenario would be you assume Alabama is going to be undefeated. I don't care who they're playing. You assume Alabama is going to be undefeated and it sets the stage for Missouri to actually have the brightest light shone upon it, shined upon it, shone upon it, shined upon it. Either way, the light would be on Missouri in Tuscaloosa, probably still be like a 17 to 20 point underdog, but undefeated at Tuscaloosa, the two thirty game. Um, and then, you know, God help them, like I said. I just can't imagine. But wouldn't that be just incredible if that could happen? Uh, Missouri's only plus 440 on the money line with Georgia. I'm not ruling this one out. I just can't imagine them being competitive with Alabama. I think we're witnessing something incredibly unique this year with Alabama, assuming they remain healthy. So there it is. Our pick six for the week is in. It's all brought to you by Ryan Kelly, thehomeloanexpert.com. Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies online at evergreenstl.com. James Carlton of the James Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency in Webster Groves online at carltoninsurance.net. Uh, our video clips brought to you by Seth Goldcamp and Design Air Heating and Cooling online at designairservice.com and Johnny Landoff Chevrolet at Highway 270 and Washington Elizabeth Exit online at landoff.com. I will go on the record here for the first time since week one. Whereas I wasn't confident in my picks in week two or week three, I am confident in these plays. So let it be known that if I do have a one in five week like I had in week two, that I have no defense. Week two, I was not confident. At week three, I was scrolling through games as we sat here. This one, I looked in advance. I do like these plays, and I would love to get a 6-0 and going and, uh, and really kind of restore order to this competition and take the lead, uh, which inevitably feels like is going to happen as it is. Uh, Producer Joe, what's your confidence level on your plays? Uh, about 70%. 70% a G-Unit. I know you're kind of rattled from the Chief Steelers thing. I mean, that's yeah. going to stick with you for years. Yeah, I'm I'm, uh, I'm reeling right now. Not not uh, not a high confidence level going into the Is that right? So right? Maybe I'll just go fade fest on you. Uh, and then, Producer Joe, final thought. You and I are playing each other in the Fantasy Baseball Championship of the Inside STL League. 
Uh, what's your confidence level on winning? You're currently winning seven to four. Seven to four. I uh, I would like to thank Doug Vaughn for uh, for dropping Luis Saravino uh, because he had a fantastic outing for me last night. I feel very good about my ERA and WHIP. Somehow, some way, uh, my team is stealing bases. Uh, that uh, I don't think I'll eventually win that category. I think you'll take that one. I feel like you're going to end up winning six to five. Um, to be honest, neither of our teams are hitting for any power whatsoever right now. Yeah, the South Side team have uh, one home run unit. Wow! Tonight, I'm the favorite. I've got two home runs, and they're both from Freddie Freeman. Um, I. Uh, I think today will be a big, big deciding factor. You're going to end up with probably 12 to 15 more at-bats than I am right now, just based on teams with their off days. So you're going to end up with, with a greater probability of, for the counting stats. So I, I feel like it's going to be a 6-5 game that you're going to end up winning. And um, this is still going to be uh, my best finish ever. I, uh, I've never finished higher than sixth place. So at least second place. And uh, – yeah, that's kind of how I see it. The Southside Seamen are the Buffalo Bills of fantasy baseball. I have won some fantasy football championships, and I was looking at the numbers since we've been doing this since 2010, and I finished second, I think, three times. Um, I look at it kind of like the It's Vaughn thing, which was uh, bolstered by a Cole Calhoun home run on Sunday when I was just about dead. Uh, but I, but in sincerity, I just wouldn't say it to him. Uh, I was looking at the numbers when he was managing, and he had the... Uh, Charlie and the Chorus Field Factory thing coming to an end on Thursday, so I knew the Charlie Blackman, Trevor Story numbers would start to, you know, recalibrate to more of the mean when they went to San Francisco, and also how he managed his pitchers and his roster. I was like, ooh, he just made what I thought were some mistakes, and I was going to be the beneficiary of it. You haven't made any mistakes. I'm just looking at the way the thing lays out and where the numbers are right now. And it's not a talking shit thing because you're drafting ball players and the whole scheme of things you don't really know. But I do like where things are right now mathematically, especially considering how bad offensively the, my team has performed that I'm not out of any of the offensive categories. And I think the pitching categories are at this point in my favor, minus ERA and whip. So I would take my team at this point to win, but not, not in a shit-talking way, just looking at the math. And and feeling like it will probably be close, but I would take my team. And again, that's not a that's not a that's not a confidence. What's your tiebreaker? Uh, is is it who who beat who heads up in the regular season, producer Joe? Yeah, you you beat me ten to one. So I think if it comes down to a tiebreaker and whether whether Yahoo and I'll tell you this right now that if we end up oh, it's such a critical moment. Our commissioner <laughs> got cut off right there. You you dropped no, out there momentarily. Everyone's on the that, edge of their That's seat. right. And by everyone, you mean no one. I, uh, I I mean, I don't know how Yahoo would end up figuring it out. I thought it was I'll regular season win, but if we played each other twice and split, and I have no idea Hopefully if we did. Hopefully not the, the better no. seed, because I think that's bullshit. I'm in a league where, where I've lost to on the better seed tiebreaker a lot of times. And, and quite frankly, I think the, the worst seed should win. They stepped it up in the playoffs to tie the better seed. Uh, we only played uh, each other one, and I did beat producer Joe ten to beat, one. That is correct. Yeah. So I was going to say, if it ends up tied, and I don't know how Yahoo figures it out. I, I think like I think it is head to head. But like, what would have happened if we would have played twice and split? And I guess maybe then it's categories. And what correct. if you tie? I have no idea. Either way, yeah. uh, I'm. I, I. You know, it, 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 I think it will be tight down the stretch. So uh, can uh, I? Can I just make one statement that? That that I, G-Unit, I will you like let him make one more statement? Or are you done with him? <laughs> About seven to eight seconds. <laughs> <Yeah>. Go. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't 
give away my strategy for the rest of the week, but I think uh, I think you're a little bit off on your read on the pitching side of things. That's that's all I'll say. Well, wow. I mean, it, it, well, it's not too wow. hard to, to go. Like it's not like I'm going, "Whoa, what is he possibly talking about?" I mean, I, I I'm aware of what you're talking about. I just think okay. I think statistically, I think I'm in a better position on that. All right. And, and, and you know maybe I'm wrong because part of it is, part of it is is relievers and who strikes out you know and I have Doolittle uh, training and Iglesias and training's going to just get innings even if he doesn't have save situations because they keep that guy fresh that's just the way that works and he's a K factor uh, and then we both have about the same amount of starts left so are we still recording we? <laughs> this is a private conversation that I'm just letting you guys hear trust me there's no one still listening but I was curious what your thought process. On it was because last week for real, and I didn't want to say anything because I figured it's Vaughn was ready to kill himself after losing that thing, but he was about to backdoor a win courtesy of like random dudes who hadn't gotten a save in a month getting a bunch of saves, and that wasn't being considered in the discussion, and I get that, but he kind of boxed himself in with his moves where he couldn't make any waiver wire pickups over the weekend, and I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe he did that. When I saw he did that, I'm like, sweet, I'm in a great spot. Uh, so yeah. I, this isn't a case of being critical of your strategy. You haven't done anything. I haven't really done anything either. It's just observing think, the numbers. No, I see you picked up two starters today. Yeah. Uh, but we both have, we, we both have shitty days. starters that it's, it's just going to be a luck box thing. I mean, it's like, okay, I'm in with Ace King. You're in with Queens and let's just see what happens. Nobody's doing anything wrong. You're just going to let the coin flip determine it. Cause our starting pitchers all suck. And you're just hoping you get fortunate. You're hoping to get fortunate with the aggregate totals. All right, producer, that's enough. That's it's really enough because I feel bad for Gangster Pete and G Unit for having to listen to it. That's really my main reason for it being enough. I do like my college football plays this week. Uh, Joe's mad about getting called out on his tainted <laughs> soccer lines. G Unit's mad about the Steelers, the Chiefs under thing, and I'm uh, I'm just I'm just mad in general. All right, gentlemen, wonderful pick six segment. Uh, producer Joe, best of luck to you this weekend. Uh, and best of luck to both of you. Thank you so much. G-Unit, best of luck to you. Uh, listeners, thank you so much for participating in the fun and games that is Pick 6. Hopefully somebody gets on a heater and then people can start betting with us. But right now we're just lingering around 500. There's an edition, another edition of Pick 6 on the Inside STL Podcast Network from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios.